0: Welcome to the, the Dark and, dark and Lovely, Lovely, Lovely Pod. With your girl Ahima T. And Dej. Tune in every Friday. No.
1: What's
0: up? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the, the Dark and Lovely, Lovely Pod. With your girl Ahima T. And Dej. This is a safe space for black women. And specifically dark skin women. To tune in every Friday to hear us talk about issues that affect us in the black community.
2: Yes,
3: sir. And this is season two. We're here fighting for our lives. And then also <laughs> fighting for your life. Because mm-hmm. we're caring for you. Literally. So a little bit of compassion goes a long way.
2: Hey guys. Hey. We're back again with another episode. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so to begin our episode, we're just going to shout out a small black business. Mm-hmm. Um, so this business is a herbal hair care business on instagram
0: sales hair care for people who are grounded with the earth and focus on community involvement and you can find her on instagram at john John johnny organics so that's j-o-n-i-q-u-e organics on instagram so give her a follow give her a look on her website order something support her exactly support black women support black businesses yay okay on another note (laughs) So today we have another guest and I'm just going to give a little intro because this is my good, good, good sis. <laughs> so this is my sis. I've known her since grade 10. Um, she's my rider. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what can I say? And today she's just going to talk a bit about her experience being a nurse, being a black nurse, being a black woman in that field. So with no further ado, we have Letitia here today.
3: Hi.
0: <laughs> Why don't you
3: introduce yourself, sis? Uh, I'm Letitia. As you know, I'm one of Teresa's good, good friends. Yes. I've well, I'm a nurse. I've <laughs> been a nurse since I think I graduated in like 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to Centennial College. Mm-hmm. And now here you are today. Here I am.
0: Okay, so honestly, the streets have been telling me that the people want the tree lessons.
2: Bro, who's telling you? (laughs) (laughs) Give the people what they
0: want. Give the people what they want. People want the tree lessons. What
3: streets? The streets. I have have my ear to the streets. She has her ear to the streets. (laughs) The
0: streets said they want the tree lessons. And we have a guest, so I just feel like, you know, I could, you know, spread the wealth. So, I'm gonna teach you guys the one too. How
2: about I need help?
0: With what, though?
2: Like, I'm sick. I need help.
0: Why? Right, because she's a nurse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I okay. Guess. Um, <laughs> okay, you're going to have to
2: Whoa! Down yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this girl just came
2: out running, speeding.
0: Okay, how about just, I'm sick? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's two... I'll teach you two different ways to say I'm sick. So, me, <laughs> yare. Me?
2: Me? Me?
0: Yare. 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 Okay. And then you could say... Uh, Wait, mi- it's,
2: sorry. Is that like, I'm sick? Or like, I'm sick? What's the difference?
3: <laughs> she. Mean, I guess like, like, you know, sick, sick person, and tired? or Oh, that's what like, you meant. so you? sick, yeah. No, I don't think there's a translation. Yeah, I
0: don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> that's like, I'm sick. Like, I'm not... I'm sick. And then mehon mm-hmm. fame is like, my... Like, myself is not... I don't feel like myself kind of thing. Okay, yeah. did we just say that? You said me yare, which is I'm sick. Okay. And then me hon and yo, my tree's not the best, so please. <laughs> me um, hon is like, my I don't feel like myself. So me, me, hon, hon, eh, eh, fa, fa, me, me. You say it, Deja.
2: Okay. Me hon <should>
0: what? Okay, what? Deja, you go. Me <laughs> hon no, mèho enfamè. Oh,
2: mèho enfamè. We say it again. Mè.
0: Mè. Yeah. Hò. Hò. En. En. Fa. Fa. Mè. Mè. Mèho enfamè. Yes. Yeah. Mèho. Mèho enfamè. Yeah. Enfamè. Fa. Mè. Fa. Fa. fa, fa Mè. Okay. Good job, guys. Okay. So let's get straight into it. Let me pull up the things. Okay, Leticia. Yes. Why don't you start with telling us why you chose nursing? Or if, no, like, how did you, you know? How did I did know? you want to be a nurse?
3: Um, I knew I wanted to be a nurse, like, around grade 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got sick. Like, I have eczema, so it was infected, and I had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then at the hospital there, funny enough, it was actually a black nurse that oh. cared for oh, wow. me and like was just telling me how I was I was going to be okay. Because back then, you know, you care about the way you look and what happened is like my face inflamed so much that, I don't remember that. yeah, it was like at the beginning. Of grade 10 This was like probably Mm October-ish So that's when I was, you know, keeping to myself Yeah But, yeah Like, you know, have you seen the movie What is it? Hitch? Yeah Yeah. You know, Will Smith And when he got, like, his allergic reaction No word of a lie, that's what my face looked like Oh my god That's what I looked like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going through that when you're 15, you care more about what you look like than you're actually being sick. So, I was just like going through it. I was down bad. I was down bad. (laughs) I was fighting for a (laughs) fucking fight. So when I when I finally got treated, it was like a black nurse she's telling me everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. She like we were doing an IV, so she had to give me some antibiotics. Mm-hmm. She's just like psyching me up to just tell me that this was all going to be temporary. Yeah. And I really liked that cuz she was really sweet cuz I've dealt with nurses that obviously some are really nice and some just are there to get in and get out. Mhm. And then from there, I was off school for almost two weeks and then got home care nursing, which gave me IV antibiotics every day. And then just dealing with them, that really kind of solidified it. My grandma also wanted me to be a nurse because she she used to live out in London and they have a very big, Western University has a big um, medical hospital and training center there. And then she got sick about in grade 12, so that kind of like was the nail in the, was it grade 12? Yeah, or grade 11. I think it was like the beginning of.
0: I think it was grade 11.
3: Yeah, I wanna say it was like the end of grade Mm 11-ish. So when she got sick and passed away, she also received nursing care, so that was like the nail in the coffin. Mm I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I'm gonna be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm here. Mm
2: so when you decided you wanted to become a nurse what was the process that you had to go through to become a nurse
3: well for starting off like with schooling it starts from high school like you have to have certain courses that you take to even to be able to apply to college Mm -hmm. so you needed chemistry biology and math Mm -hmm. and at least it was grade 12 but back in high school you had to take it in grade 11 to then be able to do it in grade 12 so once you had those courses you're able to apply to the practical nursing program and um, from there you complete the program but it's pretty intense like depending
0: Wait, so on for you like talk more about yourself like you see like for you if you don't mind sharing like, yeah like like when you had to go like you know like how did it was it hard for you in high school even getting there like you know what I mean
3: yeah I would say it is it is hard because I was kind of I wouldn't say I was on the fence like let's say I, in high school it wasn't taken much seriously mm-hmm. so I was, like, blending in between doing college courses and university courses. I didn't know if I wanted to do my RN, which is just straight university, or if I wanted to go to college and do the the RPN. So I was trying first to do university, but then I didn't take it too seriously, so I wasn't going to be accepted into universities. So I had to then readjust and take college courses mm-hmm. so then I can apply to college.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And because I did that... I had to, I think I had, I did like an extra semester, semester, so then I was able to do college courses of what I meant to do in university, just because I didn't do the hottest in the university courses, Mm -hmm. and then from there, I was able to do, I was able to apply, but I don't know in high school you don't take much seriously yeah, so literally. like you don't realize how much it's gonna actually <coughs> affect, affect. Mm-hmm. isn't yeah. it they're asking 17 year olds to make decisions for the rest of their life not even 17 year old you have to know like when you're in grade 11 yeah. because uh, the courses you take in grade 11 impact what you do in grade 12, 12. Honestly, and then even so on grade
2: 9 because you're taking academic applied yeah. you know what I mean and then that moves on to university know, don't you have to college? take like
3: a course if you want to switch
2: from yeah, academic during to- the summer time so yeah. that's what
3: in high school that's what I had to do Like, in grade 9, I didn't know how well I was going to do in math. So, I did applied math in grade 9.
0: Why did I just remember Miss McGinty?
3: Oh, my gosh. Don't bring that lady up, bro. Anyways. (laughs) So, grade 9, I did applied math to realize, like, I'm sick at it. So, grade 10, I wanted to do academic. But I couldn't. So, I had to do grade 9 academic to then next semester do grade 10 academic. So, if you, you, like, if you don't know how how you're gonna gauge certain courses mm-hmm. you're not really like it you're kind of behind from the jump yeah
2: so how was your journey through nursing school and specifically, look at her face. <laughs> it's for her fucking life <laughs> specifically <laughs> like like i guess bring back flashbacks
3: <laughs> she got so sad
2: in terms of learning the material and stuff yeah but i know learning the material is different than actually like doing it yeah so like how is that for you (sighs) actually learning like the theory and stuff and then having to like do it do it during placement
3: well like nursing school is hard in general Mm -hmm. and i went to centennial and that's a hard school like to begin with their nursing program is like no joke A lot of people say the first semester is to weed out the people that aren't serious about it and when i tell you i I knew a lot of people that dropped it yeah a lot of people dropped it and i was working full-time while also going to school full-time
2: oh my god
3: yeah just to be able to you know support myself (laughs) i was still living at home and stuff like that but that doesn't mean you know yeah that doesn't mean anything (laughs) exactly so i would pretty much Like, I'd have school every day, and then, like, let's say school was, like, 8 to 4, I'd go to work, like, 5 to 9.30 afterwards. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a lot. And then placement too. And then, when placement was around, I wouldn't even... I would go to work after placement, or I would take the day off. Like, the way it works, you have four semesters. First... Second and third semester is blended between classes and placement, and then your fourth semester is strictly full-time placement. And the courses are hard; like they're they're. It's a lot of studying you have to do, even just with with the mixture of in classes. It's you a lot of remembering, and studying for the in class but then when we had our placement or our labs, which they called it, which would prep us for the placement, mm-hmm. that's the hands-on part that we would get. Um, personally, I'm a hands-on learner, so doing written tests and stuff like that, it's not my strongest suit, so I'd have to really study hard for those portions. Mm-hmm. Whereas the hands-on learning, I'm if I can see you do it and then practice doing it, I can get it. Mm-hmm. That's no problem. So those parts were pretty, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it was one of my stronger suits. Doing like the exams and the studying, it was a lot. And then when you're working full-time also going to school full-time, you don't have as much time to be able to study because you're either like coming home late from school and sleeping or you are going to work then coming home. Yeah, and I think the worst it was for me was when I was doing my consolidation, which is your fourth semester. Mm -hmm. That's full-time placement. So I was doing it at Ontario Shores, which is in Whitby, and I would, I think my my placements, you follow, like for consolidation, you follow a preceptor and follow their schedule. Mm -hmm. So she did eight hours, and it was, we would work like six days on one week, and then four days the next week. And they were seven to three or three to eleven. So I would wake up. If it's seven to three, I'd be up at like four thirty in the morning to Taking catch bus. take a bus. I didn't have a car back then. Oh my god! I would take a bus at five thirty to then. Durham end. transit is <laughs> oh a my joke. God. And where I live, it's a ten to fifteen minute drive from my house to where Ontario Shores was. Oh. But because I don't have a car and I was taking a bus, I was up at 5.30 to take three different buses oh my God. to get to Ontario Shores for 7 a.m. And then work my shift from 7 to 3 to go to work at 4 to 9, Damn. 9.30. And then go home, get home by like 10.30, go to sleep and wake up again for- do it all again. Do it all again That's at 4. Thrill and then that one day off I had when we were on for six, I would be working a full shift. This is back when I was working at La Senza, so. <laughs> Damn. And I would work a full eight hour shift to then go home and sleep and wake up the next morning. When I did the three to 11, it was pretty much opposite. I'd go to work in the morning time mm-hmm. from nine to two, then go to placement three to 11, go home, and then do it all over again.
1: Damn. Yeah. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. That those like three months of my life Money yeah. <laughs> for your fucking life. What well, was like I, it was a rotation yeah. like as I'm doing <laughs> wake up sleep work, sleep work school, sleep work school, sleep work school, that's all I did.
0: And isn't it like yeah. if you fail a course once, like if you fail a course like more than two times, like don't you have to like restart or something like
3: that? Yeah, they get it's a little bit it depends um when you do your labs like which is in first semester if you fail it uh, a couple of times you pretty much like have to restart and placement you have
2: to repay?
3: yeah oh. nothing's free <laughs> nothing's free babes nothing's wow. free here <laughs> or even just a course, like Mm -hmm. the courses that we take, you have to do the first one in first semester to be able to do it in second semester. So if you didn't pass it in first semester, you aren't doing it in second semester. semester. So you better hope it's in between your summer break where you can take the course in summertime or you're taking a semester off because a lot of the courses are intertwined together. Like there's theory courses, anatomy and physiology, pharmacology all like even ethics all these courses are connected so what you learn in one the theory of one is based on the anatomy of another and the ethics of it's all connected so just because you failed one course and you're going to retake that it puts you behind a lot that's crazy yeah and then it depends on if you even have good teachers and stuff like that and in nursing school a fail is not 50 percent A lower than 50. You fail if you get lower than 60. So you need to make sure you at least have a 60% on anything that you're doing. And sometimes C's get degrees. (laughs) (laughs) You're dumb. Okay, so
0: um, so that's nursing school. Yeah. So like after you went through school, you graduated, whatever, whatever, like, was it hard getting a nursing job and yeah. How about that? How, was it hard? I would say.
3: This job? So after you finish the program, you have to write your CPR and E exam. So once you write your CPR and E exam, then you're a licensed. So how was that process for you? Uh, so the school sets it up for you, and then pretty much like puts in your application to complete the exam. Okay. But then you're responsible of studying for the exam, setting up the time frame, doing it, and all that kind of stuff. So if when you do that, you just it's pretty much like a two hundred multiple choice exam and once you take it you wait like a couple weeks to hopefully get something in the mail from the CNO which is the College of Nurses of Ontario that lets you know either you passed or you failed. The first time I did it I did not pass because I also didn't You weren't serious. I wasn't serious. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, living my best life. (laughs) So I didn't take it serious. And then when I seen that I failed, it was like the biggest slap in the face. Yeah. So that's when your girl had to buckle down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually be serious. And then...
0: I remember we were in McDonald's and then you were saying... Oh you didn't pass But like now that you know what it is Like you know what you yeah, have to do Yeah exactly And I'm like she's not gonna fail again yeah. still. And
3: these types of exams Like you don't take it one day And then you can go back next week It's It happens three times a year Yeah So the first time I did it I graduated in the, in the summer of 2017 I think Yeah And then I was supposed to write it in October mm-hmm. But oh no I did write it in October But then I didn't pass So the next opportunity was February mm-hmm. Of the following year So once I was able to write it in February, was it? Yeah, it was in February. I don't think I'm getting the years right. I'm mixing them up, but anyways, I did write it in February and then I passed. So between February and May, I got my first job in May, which honestly it was by chance. Like if I'm being honest, it's hard to get a nursing job especially if you want one in a hospital a lot of hospitals need you to have experience or placement related to what you're applying for and even sometimes placement isn't enough sometimes you got to have a hookup from whoever your preceptor was and then they kind of put in a good word for you when it comes time where you put your application in my first job was community nursing and it's so funny how that ha- how it happened like a friend of mine's boyfriend saw a post at like, his mom's hospital and he sent it to her and she sent it to me mm-hmm. and then i went in for the interview and got it
0: wasn't it like a
3: like a a work what
0: is it a job what's that place when you, you know when people are hiring and like, you just go in and everyone like drops in Wasn't it something like that? It
3: was, it was, that's where they were holding the interviews. Yeah, it was like in one of those kind of job places. But I didn't, I didn't even know, like, I knew community nursing existed because I got community nursing services. But it's
0: actually funny,
3: I know it is. Sometimes I think, I wonder if they were the same, like, company company that came and gave me nursing care. Mm -hmm. I want to say, yeah, because. Loki, I know I'm trying to envision the face of the nurse that saw me, and I really think she was at the at my community job, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm just putting two two and two together. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I didn't even know that this company existed. I was just like, I've been applying for what like uh, March, April, May. I was even honestly, I was even b- applying before I even did the CPRN exam because you can get a temporary license mm-hmm. which is which will allow you to have a job as a nurse as an RPN as long as you have your test date set up or you're waiting for your results back mm-hmm. that kind of thing so I was applying for jobs in between even before I got my results so it's been a it was like six months or so i've been applying nothing's been happening so when i got that interview i was like let me just do it let me just take this job it'll get my feet wet like in in the door because i'm not gonna get any hospital jobs right now we know that so this will get me the experience that i need and if i like it i'll stay Mm -hmm. so and i started working for community nursing partners in community nursing you know shout them out (laughs) did you like it yeah I did It, it was honestly great it I used every skill that I possibly learned in school and even more like it was really really good you like pretty much what community nursing is is you're providing home care services and it's like at people's homes schools retirement homes nursing homes all kinds of different places, and it's just care at the hospital that you'd be giving at home, or even after care from people coming from the hospital mm. to their home. And but it was they great.
0: Going everywhere, here, there, and everywhere.
3: Yeah, they did. And <laughs> unfortunately, as where your girl, had to head out because <laughs> it was becoming too much. Yeah. I was designated to be in Ajax and Pickering, which mm. was great yeah. because that's also where I live. So when people, I'd be seeing someone that's like five minutes away from my house. Yeah and the flexibility with the hours and stuff like that i'd be working eight hours but as long as i seen my clients and they their care was provided i'd be done like nine to three so it was great but the downfall is when you're driving everywhere especially to places that you normally don't do and our services was all of durham region so the forest west is pickering the forest east it's Newcastle, which is, like, past Bowmanville. Mm-hmm. And then the farthest north is, like, Beaver, Beaverton. Not Beaver. Yeah. I've never
0: heard of that still. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, Beaverton is far. Like, I, like I've Woodstock been. That No. No? Babes, Woodstock is. Like, the other way. Oh, the other it? way. <laughs> We're going up. We're going up. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, what like, is that place where that Netflix show is is um recorded? I have
3: I don't no idea. Called. When Netflix shows recorded,
2: it's I don't know. It's like somewhere north, Durham, but I don't know. Berry? No. That's no. The, that's the <laughs> that's mine. Durham. Durham. <laughs> I
3: don't
2: but know. Still. I don't know what. It's...
3: Yeah, Beaverton. Clarington?
2: No, not Clarington.
3: That's that is in Durham though. That, that is in Durham, Durham, yeah.
2: But it's, it's close to um, the ski area, like Lake. Lake Ridge? Ridge. Not Lake Ridge though. It's like pat. It's like more north.
3: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I'm know. not too sure. But I've <laughs> I've gone so far north where Lake Ridge Road has ended. Oh, and yeah. that's do you remember when your
0: car got stuck or something like
3: that? Oh my gosh, that was the worst. I think thing. that was the last. No, no, there, that was, was one was of my last. Life, I like, actually was.
0: Do you remember there was a certain, and that's why, like. Like, honestly, you deserve everything you have now. Because remember that time where every other day something happened to your car?
3: Yeah, it was terrible. Bro. Every day. Every Poor day. Poor Yasmin. She was... She was going through it. <laughs> she was going through it. She was going through it. First of all, they had me go into Uxbridge, which, yes, it's not far, but it's not in my jurisdiction. Duris- jurisdiction? There you go. I'm supposed to be in Ajax and Pickering. So when you're sending yeah. me in Uxbridge in the wintertime after a snowstorm with my little Yaris, like... Me and her can only do so much. (laughs) So I'm, and the people that live out there, like they have big houses on long paths that are dirt. It's not real road. So I'm going down one of these people's house on their road and it's dirt with a layer of ice and then snow. And their house is downhill. Oh no. So I'm going downhill and then all of a sudden, like I'm trying to break and Shorty's not breaking. Oh God so i'm (laughs) I'm not i'm not gonna mash up these people's car so i'm trying to guide myself to they have like a rock wall on one side so i'm trying to stay closer to that side for my car to like hit one of the rocks my tire popped and then oh it was terrible it was so terrible called caa CAA took forever to come down here for the caa (laughs) truck to get stuck and then couldn't oh. couldn't even put my car on the flatbed the man just had to put on my little mini spare tire and then try and i'm trying to reverse back out mm-hmm. and after that i still even had clients to see like it was it was it was terrible
0: now you're better than me i used to have a job where i had to go see like clients and they tried to bring me to Uxbridge, and I quit. It's like, I'm not going to Uxbridge. Like,
3: I'm not Uxbridge out. is not even
1: that far. Bro, no, I don't give a
0: fuck.
3: I'm no, not but no, no, but out there, like, I don't know. You got to be careful because... Trust me. Were you're looking like us, some places ain't mm-hmm. safe. Okay. So, speaking
0: <laughs> of that, like, how has your experience been, like, as a black nurse?
3: Oh. From, from <laughs>
0: school to placement... So, wait. Why don't wait first? Do you, where do you work now?
3: Oh, I work at St. Michael's Hospital. Oh,
2: nice. Yeah,
3: downtown. It's.
2: Do you like
3: it? I do like it, it but we were they're adjusting. Mm-hmm. We can say that they. I work in the emergency department. Damn. So they She's never. Rich on damn, oh, can nice. you, She's rich. <laughs> Chill, bro. Chill. She's rich. So they, they're new to having. Oh, and RPG. she got hired on the spot. Oh, yes. wow. Yes, it was.
2: Congratulations. That's Thanks.
3: Damn. Yeah. Has it been a year? No, it hasn't. I, I first started last October. It's coming up to a year. Oh, okay. okay. So it's yeah. been about like nine months or so. Okay. But they are new to having RPNs on the unit. Mm. So there's just like a lot of adjustments with roles mm. and role responsibility and how we're going to be utilized in the department, that kind of stuff. So it's it's up and down. Like, where I work, mm-hmm. it, it's a very good opportunity. So, I'm riding out mm-hmm. all the kinks mm-hmm. until I can be like, yeah, this is going to be... It's it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good
3: job. It is. It is. And it's a great hospital. So, mm-hmm. an emergency department. Personally, being a nurse, I like different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't... That's why I liked community because even though I had the stability of seeing like regular clients, I ha- would have new people here and there, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that's what made like every day different, but also the same.
1: Yeah.
3: I could not, I don't think I could do floor nursing because it's the same thing every day, all day, repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I probably can't do retirement homes or nursing mm-hmm. homes, I could not. Yeah. Cause it's just literally same thing all day, every day. And you might be great at doing that one thing, but I'd lose my mind. Like. Yeah that shit's boring it's so boring Mm -hmm. so working in an emergency department
2: you see so many different things
3: yeah especially downtown
2: I know wow
3: yeah it's different I love it
2: so wait because me and my friends
0: including Tisha were having this conversation I I don't know would you say because I guess um nursing and like my field social services and then your field we're all working with people right yeah so would you say that you are more on the healthcare side or are you on the social services side would you say
2: it can be both cause I don't know if you know but I'm doing speech language pathology SLP oh
3: okay yeah.
2: so you can be you can work in the hospital mm-hmm. but you're mostly centered around like stroke patients like TBI patients yeah. anything to really affect their swallowing like mm-hmm. it's mostly like just dis- Asia or swallowing difficulties, mm-hmm. but you could also work in like a school board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like in that setting, that's more like social services, social services rather than healthcare. Because, so okay, that's
0: good then. Because I'm like social services, you're like healthcare, and you're kind of in the middle. Like, gearing in so, like, we were having this long, long conversation like a couple months ago about how, like, because the teacher was saying that sometimes they get clients where like it's clear that they have like a mental health issue Mm -hmm. but like they're at the hospital and Mm -hmm. like they shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. and i was saying that on our end of it social services like Mm -hmm. they can't be here either like Mm -hmm. their mental health is so deteriorated Mm -hmm. to the point where the shelters and whatever program we have cannot Mm -hmm. support them Mm -hmm. so it's like at this point like what do we do because like there's nowhere really for them to to go and i feel like there's this big like hole in the system that nobody talks about Mm -hmm. unless you're you work in the system yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because like there's like one thing i learned about working in social services and working in shelters and working in these programs is like everybody is dealing with some type of mental health issue yeah everybody's mental health is deteriorate deteriorated right Mm -hmm. and it's like and like letitia was saying that like she has this one client that um, she's not like physically sick But like she's mentally ill And like she goes She keeps going to the hospital Yeah Because like she wants like a bed Right Yeah mm. And like mm-hmm. I know the other side of that Cause I Especially the hospital Tisha works at Like mm-hmm. my clients love that hospital Cause they said mm-hmm. like They treat- they get treated good So mm-hmm. They get treated so good over there Right yeah, We're
3: literally in the heart Of downtown Yeah, yeah. It's, and, all- like, it's off of Queen Street like, We're right next to Moss Park
0: mm-hmm. so Yeah So we get
3: A high population Of homeless people. Homeless
0: And like our clients like if they say they want us to call them an ambulance like legally we can't say no like Mm -hmm. we have to call it for them and like you could tell like some of them like there's nothing wrong with them Mm -hmm. they just want an ambulance because they want either meds or they want a bed yeah you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but like on on our end we can't do anything about it and i'm like honestly like before me should have this conversation i'm like honestly as they should like if they want to go have a bed like the government should let them do that but at the same time it's more stress on the hospital. on the hospital and the nurses
3: mm-hmm.
0: so it's like i don't know i just feel like there's a big hole in the system mm-hmm. that nobody talks about unless you're actually it in is, the system yeah. because
3: before I mean? covid we would let a lot of the homeless population sleep in the nighttime like in the waiting room and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. but because of covid we can't all allow it patients, anymore yeah. so only people that are coming in are actual patients mm-hmm so then some of them know how to work the okay. system mm-hmm. to where they want care mm-hmm. but don't like they don't need the care they're yeah. saying they need care mm-hmm. but we can't refuse care yeah. to people regardless of what what population that they come from yeah. so a lot of them will be like oh i need to see a doctor mm-hmm and then they come and get registered and are in a room mm-hmm. and they just sleep the entire time. They don't even mm-hmm. get seen by a doctor. Yeah. So it gets taken up by, let's say, someone that's having chest pain or someone yeah, that exactly. gets hurt, those kind of things, mm-hmm. that it delays the whole process of the next person getting seen. Mm-hmm. But then, this is where Teresa was telling me, they, they need somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we aren't the place for them to stay. Mm-hmm. But then Teresa We're not the place Grace either, either. So there needs so, to be a
2: place That's like in between Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like yeah. right now
3: Like what's going on Is like
0: Shelters are supposed to be Like short Short term stays mm-hmm. And like Respite sites are supposed to be Like 24 hour Like emergency Respite sites mm-hmm. But because There's such a large Homeless population mm-hmm. The shelters are now Like housing And oh. the respite sites Are now Like shelter, Like shelters yeah. And I'll never forget like when it really clicked to me, like this is a fucking problem, was we got a client. So the shelter I used to work at, it's a respite, right? And um, how it was laid out is like it's a hundred cots, like you know cots, like literally, like it's like this high off the ground, and it's like a uh, like a cat, like it's not really a bed, it's like a material, it's like a cot, uh, okay. right? Um, so there's a hundred cots laid out. And let's say in this, like my living room, mm-hmm. there'll be like, probably like, from like that wall to like here, there's probably mm-hmm. at, at least like three, four cots just in this small space, Damn. right? And they're it's sectioned by like tape. So like, and it's on the floor, like I said, and I'll never forget, like when this guy, he he came from the hospital and he got his leg amputated.
2: What? And when he came had, from the hospital? And so they, brought, they
0: brought him there.
2: Why? Because he
0: can't stay at the hospital forever. And he and
2: doesn't have, like, a Once, have- once no. they're
3: stable, yeah.
0: you gotta beat it. Like, there, there's other people, right? Yeah. But, like, they brought him to, like, a respite site where, like, he can't stay here. He can't even go on to bed, really. Like, he the, yeah. he just, like, his wound, he his, he had bandages found. And they brought him Isn't there.
2: Isn't that, like, unsanitary, unsanitary?
0: There's a lot of stuff in the shelters and systems that are unsanitary and all kind of stuff. Yeah. And no one talks about it yeah Mm. it's crazy it is crazy man how has your experience been as a black nurse Mm,
3: yeah um it's been up and down sometimes it's great sometimes it's terrible like i've had it oh all the racial stuff said to me Mm. i was in When I was uh, doing my consolidation at Ontario Shores, Mm -hmm. I was in the Geriatric Dementia Unit, which is Mm. pretty much (laughs) old (laughs) people that have dementia, Mm -hmm. and they're there pretty much to help. Kind of, I guess, not necessarily cope, but how they can manage it, either if it's medication reassessment or even just quality of life reassessment. I had a guy who... A lot of these people experience sundowning, mm-hmm. which is where they get pretty violent and aggravated once the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. We were trying to put this one guy to sleep, and he was just, he can be rude and nice, and he was just giving us a lot of problems. There was maybe like three or four of us trying to get him settled, and I was mm-hmm. the only black nurse there, mm-hmm. and he was like, get this brown bitch out of here. Not brown. Damn. And then, <laughs> Not brown. So I,
2: was, I was like, okay. Like and he has out. dementia.
0: Yeah. Did you see that tweet? It's like, white people forget shit, but they never forget how to be racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they have dementia.
3: No, seriously, though. Bad. And honestly, that stuff rolls off my back. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the men's old. What do you, you, what you're saying to me, it does not affect my yeah. life. But you could see. It's how- hard
0: sometimes, though, sis.
3: It, that, that instinct, that was something where I could be, like, forget about it there's been other times where i've been said certain things i don't like i don't fuck with it Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i will never see you again nah
0: one time my one of my clients called my supervisor a fat nigger bitch
3: yeah no Mm -mm. no
0: he got discharged though no and that got banned for 30 days i think
3: yeah that happens all the time if like a couple of times people came in asking for food and clothes at the hospital (laughs) and like let's say we didn't have any or we didn't have what they needed They would get really upset and just be swearing at us, calling us the n word. I hope you. Someone's told me that I hope you fucking get COVID.
2: Oh no. Mm -hmm.
3: Because I didn't let them in as a visitor for someone. So
2: wait, so if you have like someone that's admitted to the hospital and they have like a bed, yeah, or whatever, and they're not. Well,
3: emergency. So emergency you if you get admitted you go somewhere else but we're just saying like let's say for their stay in the emergency Mm -hmm. department
2: okay so for if a patient is that gets like a bed in the emergency room or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're going they're being admitted to another floor yeah um and they say something that's like super racist towards you are you allowed as a nurse to like refuse care
3: I can, like, no. I can, yes. But it, their responsibility would be, would be put on another nurse to treat him. Mm-hmm. Like he will not have all care refused. Mm-hmm. But I can step away and then say, even like for my safety, I don't feel comfortable caring for mm-hmm. someone like that. And I've done that before, even before not in the hospital when I've been in community nursing. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, I've had a lady where she was just. Like, it was back when. Trump was up and up, and she was just watching him on the TV, Mm -hmm. and she would just, yeah, she would just say a lot of like racial ambiguous things, Mm -hmm. and I was not comfortable in her home at all, Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going back there. Mm -hmm. And what can they say? No, you have to. No, I don't. It's my right. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel comfortable, I do not have to do that. Well, obviously, if it comes to like life life threatening things, I'm not gonna be like, oh no, I can't. I'm yeah, not gonna. <laughs> sorry, you're <racist. laughs> sorry, you're racist. You can die. <laughs> yeah. But that thing in my placement, it was so funny because everyone around me was like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? I can't believe that. That's so crazy. I'm like, this is Real the right. reality of yeah. what happens when you are like a person of color and specifically a black yeah. nurse. Like, we don't. Get treated. Wait, so
2: this happened in your placement?
3: Yes. So I was just gonna say, like, yeah, like it's
0: the reality. And like, speaking of Trump, like I had this client, and like we were just talking, and she's like, yeah, like I I love Trump, and I'm like looking at her like, hello, like what do you, <laughs> like, so I'm like, what do you mean you love Trump? Like, yeah. I don't know, it's crazy. And it is. I was gonna ask you like, how do you like. Like, now that you've been in the field for a while, like, when you have those experiences, like, do you initially get cheese and then have to tell yourself to calm down? Like, what's your process of, like, not letting that affect you?
3: I think it de- de- determines, like, how... It, maybe what was said, and how it was said. Mm-hmm. And just that kind of thing. It depends on, I don't know, or maybe even how I'm feeling that day. Sometimes <laughs> people will say things, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, whatever. Like, you you're on your way out anyways Mm -hmm. or it'll be something where it's just i don't i get so annoyed where i'm in front of the patient i'm calm it's when i step away
0: yeah Yeah. and
3: that's when i become very frustrated Mm -hmm. and annoyed and i just have to take a second because you know we we move
0: (laughs) wait so Um, cause I feel like a big part of, like, even, like, for me, social services, and I guess for you as, Mm -hmm. like, healthcare, like, a big part of your fucking sanity is being able to debrief with your coworkers. Yeah. So, like, do you see that difference in being, like, a community nurse and, like, having,
3: like, more of a community, like, of nurses, like, in the hospital? Like, how do you... Um, so community nursing, you're more kind of on your own when providing the care and stuff, but talking wise to those nurses it depends on if you're close with them or not Mm -hmm. I would say in the community there was especially the area I worked in Mm -hmm. there was a little bit more of black nurses whereas in the hospital right now I don't think there's many like there's me another RPN an RN and I want to say like maybe that's it I don't I don't really know Cause there's different lines that people work with, but yeah, um, I think it's more of what I can talk to other people, other nurses about is like that an insult was made, mm-hmm. not necessarily the, the impact of what that of what the insult was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause everyone nurses get talked down to all the time,
1: mm-hmm.
3: all the time. A lot of people treat us as if they are owed. The services, the care that we give them, Mm -hmm. and it's their right, that we have to do these things for them, and we need to care for them, and this is what we are supposed to do, and all these kinds of things. So that um, entitlement comes Mm -hmm. a lot with patients. So when we, let's say, aren't able to give them what they want or the care is different from what they may need, that's when a lot of the time we get the aggression and Mm -hmm. we get spoken to. I don't think a day doesn't go by where like someone can talk to me disrespectfully or even just be like fuck you or I, I i'll tell someone can you put your mask up shut the fuck up like it's it happens <laughs>
0: are you fucking kidding me see one thing about me, like, a regular i'll tell you shut the fuck up <laughs> back like <when> my, <laughs> no, no yeah shit. but i can't do that in no, the when hospital my clients talk to me away i like <laughs> i say i say why don't you go take a walk and then when they come back i'm like don't ever talk to me crazy like that again
3: damn see but it's different in the hospital yeah Mm -hmm. like pretty much uh, we we would get in trouble for that Mm -hmm. like i'm supposed to just take all that abuse and just still provide your care yeah Yeah. but if i were to say anything i would get in trouble for that yeah so wait i have a question Mm -hmm. so that is like your
2: relationship with like patients and like the whole patient nurse kind of relationship Mm -hmm. right So what about in terms of like interprofessional like collaboration like you talking to doctors or nurses or other nurses or like RNs or even SLPs like how is that dynamic and do people like talk down upon you from other um professions like Mm -hmm. what's that dynamic like?
3: I don't think it's talked down because I'm a black nurse I think it's more of um if we're talking hospital and the community were very different in the hospital there wasn't much talking down to like sorry no in the community there wasn't much talking down to a lot of the times the interprofessional team that you work within Mm -hmm. they rely a lot on the nurses and the nurses input because we're the ones there every day Mm -hmm. every other day every third day providing their care Mm -hmm. a lot of the doctors well, like I can ask if I if I feel like my client in their home needs something, mm-hmm. and I can go to a doctor, fax them over something, and they'll mm-hmm. normally do it. Or it's like a quick phone call. Yeah. That interprofessional relationship, there's been, it's been great. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what type of nurse you are, mm-hmm. if you're an RN or RPN, or mm-hmm. who you're speaking with. Mm-hmm. To them, you're just a nurse, mm-hmm. regardless. There's no separation, and in the community, everything is kind of digital or over the phone, so they don't know if I'm black or whatever mm. I look like. Maybe yeah. if they're assuming based on my name, but that's really it. In the hospital, it's I find there's more separation based on what your title is. So not nothing to do with the way I look, but the fact that I'm RPN and instead of an RN, there's a lot of uh, distinguish mm. between those mm. sometimes. And it, this is all like circumstantial to be honest with you. There's some that are great that see one in the same and there's Mm -hmm. others that are not. Like, there's doctors that may feel like... It it depends on who you've worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, these people just don't know because they've not experienced it. But also, that doesn't give them the justification to think less than of me because of it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm very smart and I'm very skilled. Mm -hmm. So, just because... I'm new to you doesn't mean that I'm I'm new. new. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So that, and especially because of the hospital I'm working at,
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um, it's new for RPNs there. Mm, So they just, it's hard for them to make that adjustment mm-hmm. yeah i find sometimes and like i said this is sometimes just circumstantial there's been doctors and nurses and interprofessional team members that mm-hmm. see it all the same level like mm-hmm. you're a nurse you're a nurse i don't yeah. care what the distinguishes and mm-hmm. then there's some that are in the stuck in their ways yeah and there just needs to be some adjustment with it mm-hmm. um have you do you think there's like do you think nurses
0: experience a lot of like sexual harassment
3: oh yeah all the time Mm -hmm. all the time from even like pa, from patients especially just like the way you're looked at the way you're spoken to it's and some of it is harmless but a lot of it is unacceptable Mm -hmm. like you can be sexualized regardless of if you're wearing baggy scrubs and a scrub cap that hides literally all of your hair and you're wearing a mask the only thing you see is your eyes Mm -hmm. it's all the time yeah do You guys like, like, how do you guys deal with that? Uh, well, depends. So, it depends on how far the advancements go. If it's just minor, min- minuscule things being said, like, I've, ha- I've had someone told me that I'm so beautiful that I should marry him. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, <laughs> no thanks. But then it's to the point where, like, we've had patients that, like, will jerk off. What? Oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, there's been some that jerk off, like, in the waiting room, oh in my the room. Oh, my God. So, those kind of... <laughs> shit- <laughs>
2: oh, my God. What the hell? Yeah, girl. Damn. Oh.
3: Yeah, so, we... Those people get certain care plans where only male nurses can go in there mm. only male doctors is there can a lot of male nurses i think like it's more normalized now but it is more and uh, i noticed more in the hospital than in the community Okay. in the community i think i only know one but in the hospital there's like obviously it's a more female dominated profession but there is a lot more mm-hmm. like i'd probably say it's a good like in between 30 40 percent mm-hmm. to like 60 70. that's not bad yeah it's not it's not at all like there's a good there's a good amount mm-hmm. that's good yeah but yeah those kinds of things it's, it's nasty sometimes you just have to like i said it depends on how far it goes and then that's when they get care plans mm-hmm. and care plans we just kind of gives them like a little bit of their history what's happened in the past mm-hmm. I find we, we deal with more violence than sexual stuff. Violence is crazy really? in that merge.
2: Yeah. Like patients hitting you and stuff? Yeah,
3: I've been hit. Yeah.
2: <gasps> oh my God, what
3: yeah. do you <laughs> do? Uh, you just like, honestly, you just kind of got to do what you got to do. when I was hit, I was sitting down and it was with... Like a developmentally delayed person mm. and their caregiver, and he just kind of like charged towards me. The caregiver? No, no, no. The developmentally delayed. Oh, what They charged at me and then tried to hit me, and I blocked it. Tried to hit me again, and I dodged down. And then when I tried to get away, he hit me in my back. <gasps> Why yeah. is he
0: fighting with you? Yeah. Why is he boxing? And you with
3: especially. In our hospital, mm-hmm. it's workplace violence is very high. We have three security uh, security guards mm-hmm. in the emergency department only. That yeah. are designated for our department. You mm-hmm. know, you know
0: what's crazy? Cause like everything that you're saying, like I'm seeing a lot of parallels. Did I ever tell you when that lady hit me? I don't think you did. Okay, so I had an experience like that too where one of my clients punched me, but the difference is like she got discharged immediately and she got banned immediately yeah you know what i mean so it's like but then you still have to so it
3: it depends like for what happened to me the person was developmentally delayed and they did Mm -hmm. kind of like overdose on all their medications Mm -hmm. but what happened is you in the security guards intervene automatically to control the situation and then based on that I think he was a special case because any time anyone else has been hit they Automatically leave they are not allowed to come, like they've been discharged by a doctor on the spot and then um, uh, Just like The safety alerts get put on their names
1: mm-hmm.
3: and if we actually get hit by them It's a trespassing order. They're awesome. not allowed to come back. So unless th- it's thr- life-threatening
0: hmm So as I was gonna say two things I was gonna say for us we had security guards, too but sometimes I didn't really fuck with the way that they dealt with clients. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was too rough. So I was going to ask you how you felt about that. Because I have a client now that had an experience with the hospital. And I think I was telling you, she said like, yo, I'm never going back to hospital. Like, if I have cancer, like, I'm not going there.
3: Yeah, you did tell me that.
0: And like, she just said that like, the security was just like, she's black, right? So mm-hmm. she just said that like, the security was just like, fucked. Like, it was just like a fucked up experience. And she felt like, like, they didn't help her. And she did, went there for, like, mental health, right? Yeah. So, like, ha, like have you ever,
3: like, do you think that you guys sh- need security? Like, yes. how do you feel about that? No, yeah. for sure. Because a lot of the time, it's people that want to take out their anger on us mm-hmm. because of they aren't satisfied with whatever it is mm-hmm. that they, and they're just here to take their anger on us because they think as nurses and as a hospital, we're supposed to give them everything and anything. Mm. Whatever they want, we're supposed to give. And because of our hospital especially, with the workplace violence, a lot of the times, and even just like being a a nurse, Mm -hmm. they, a lot of patients don't have, like take us seriously when we are trying to enforce like some ground, like some boundaries and ground rules with Mm -hmm. certain people that come in for care. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
3: a presence of a security guard goes mm. a longer way than mm. them actually intervening. Yeah. The only time security's ever had to like intervene was when it's those types of situations where like they're getting verbally aggressive, physically aggressive, they tried to hit someone or wanting to hit some like making threats, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. That's when we really get security to intervene. Mm-hmm. But there's been times where like people have tried to hit attempted to hit us, security's intervene, people that have hit us, security intervene. We have a lot of code whites, which is like a violent threat and it normally happens when someone is unhappy or something and they just start yelling, getting very aggressive, threatening us threatening all the staff, they won't won't leave, or even when we've tried to calm them down, explain the situation to them, and they just keep getting riled up, riled up, riled up, Mm -hmm. security will come, and then just kind of de-escalate the situation. Mm -hmm. But if they continue to kind of elevate it, we, at that point, a doctor has to come in. And at that point, they don't want care anymore they're just there for an argument Mm -hmm. we can only do we're we're, we're trying to help you but when you don't want to be helped yeah Mm -hmm. and then they get discharged
0: so wait just to switch gears like because everything that you're saying is like emotionally taxing yeah so for you now that like you're kind of like in the field um how are you able to balance your personal life and like your mental health Mm-hmm. While being a nurse and doing emotional labor and physical labor. Yeah.
3: I think what keeps me grounded is the client the patients and then even like back when I was doing community nursing, the clients where we'd give them like providing that care and seeing how it's actually impacting them, like people that are getting better or the people where their quality of life is better or just being able to help someone and that help being successful to them. Mm-hmm regardless of what it is. That's what makes it worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be as simple as someone came in with a cut on their finger, and they're freaking out, they don't know what to do, and we just were able to calm them down, explain the situation. They get stitches, and they're happy leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the things that makes it worth it. Or someone's had a wound, and I've been treating it from the beginning to it being fully healed now, and I'm discharging them. Mm-hmm. That's... Or even just, like, that patient, like, that therapeutic relationship. Mm -hmm. Those are the parts that really make it worth it. Um, Learning how to separate your personal life. It's easier now that I work in hospital than in the community. Uh, A lot of the times I take home a lot of the work. And you do get emotionally attached. Like, people don't talk about
0: that. Like, if you're, especially, like, if you're seeing somebody every day or Mm -hmm. even once a week and, like... You're, you're human. Like, you're going to have yeah. conversations. You're going to be a little bit invested. You yeah. know what I mean?
3: It was definitely harder in the community because, like you said, those are the people I see on a regular basis. And like, even for you, you're going to their crib. Like Yeah. Like, obviously- these people know me by name. Like, I know them. Their family. They ask me about what I'm doing on my... Like, these are... And some... I've had... I've worked in the community for two and a half years. And there's been a handful of clients where I've seen them the whole two and a half years. So it's not just like a high-buy type of Mm
1: -hmm.
3: flex. Like you actually are getting to know these people. They're asking you how your holidays are going, asking you this, like getting you little gifts, these kinds of things. It's So there's the emotional attachment there for sure. And I've had people that have died on me and that's been very hard. Or even when I left to go to my new job, that separation was really hard as well too. In the hospital, it's a lot of short stay. People mm-hmm. come in and out the same day or max, they stay for like one, two days or, and are getting up, get admitted upstairs or they get discharged. Mm-hmm. So that part of that kind of attachment isn't there because there's not enough time to create one, mm-hmm. which has helped me, especially because I can be like a very emotional person sometimes, mm-hmm. especially like when I, I care for people a lot, which is why I, I feel like I strive in this profession. Mm-hmm. So, when it's short term, there's no need for that build. But then mm-hmm. I'm also still gonna be the person that I am. Yeah. Regardless, my personal life's gotten better with it too because being in the hospital, mm-hmm. once you leave, there's no taking work home. Mm-hmm. Like everything stays at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Even my scrubs stay at the hospital. <laughs> 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 the community, I do all like my paperwork when I got home so even though I'm done work I'm still working at mm-hmm, home yeah and then they would ask me to like pick up shifts and stuff like that even at the hospital they can they ask me to pick up shifts but I don't feel as obligated, obligated. to mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: because these are not people that I know that I'm like oh I'm gonna go into the hospital today and I know I'm gonna see this person and care for yeah. them. no I'm the community if I'm picking up I'm seeing my own clients yeah. and I'd rather prefer that sometimes rather than some randos
2: yeah so um, in terms of right now since we're in a pandemic mm-hmm. um, how do you think things have changed for you
3: in terms of your job um, during this whole pandemic I think it's just more like high-strung we're getting really overwhelmed and overworked and underappreciated so it's just taxing overall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be honest with you mm-hmm. there's just so many more things that we have to do to make sure we're being safe and they're being like patients are being safe mm-hmm. so we're pretty much like putting ourselves on the line mm-hmm. to still provide the care that people need mm-hmm. and it becomes a lot yeah it's a lot because even just look like when I ask someone to put on a mask mm-hmm. I don't know what reaction yeah. people are gonna get yeah. from it <laughs> which is so dumb so wait, stupid wait you know how Deja
0: was asking earlier about like interprofessionally da 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 didn't you say that sometimes the police them are rude to you
3: yeah like
0: why
1: why Please, police wait officers
3: be still rude. coming into the hospital like we ask people depending on like what type of mask they have on, we ask them to like wear surgical masks mm-hmm. and yeah. sanitize their hands. Mm-hmm. I've had a police officer like literally disregard me and look me up and down in my face because I asked him to clean his hands. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Why are you though? supposed to
0: serve and protect? Like get out like, of what here. What is your
3: problem? Or we've had it where cops would come in for care, and we would refuse the other cops to come in because you're a visitor yeah. and you want to see how they're doing. You can't, yeah, you do, can't that. do that. Yeah. Just because you're a cop does not mean that it gives you a right to do these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I've had someone like show me their badge, like, oh, I'm the. I don't care what you are. <laughs> you're still a visitor.
2: Yeah. It doesn't matter.
3: Yeah. Your the person is fine and they're stable. You don't meet our requirements for visitation. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And they think because. They're a police officer or they're this, they're that, that they deserve, but no, because and then want to be rude to us as if we're the ones that are implementing these rules. Yeah. No, we just we just make sure you follow them. Yeah. So speaking of implementing rules, <laughs> how do you
2: think or do you think the government, the Ontario government, the Ontario government <laughs> did a good job of educating the general public on COVID-19? Or not even educating the general public on COVID-19, but educating the general public on how COVID-19 impacts the healthcare system
3: specifically. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah, I want to say yes and no. Like, they are good at explaining to the general public about how covid may affect them but they aren't really telling us telling people how bad it is and how much the impact is on the hospital
1: Mm -hmm.
3: other than them being like oh this amount of icu beds are being taken up and Mm -hmm. those are serious things that are happening Mm -hmm. but even just the general statistics of how many covid patients that would come into a hospital Mm -hmm. those kinds of things Mm -hmm. aren't really discussed like Mm -hmm. back when it was at its peak Mm -hmm. there were times where every other patient was here because they had COVID and couldn't cope with some type of symptom yeah and it's it's a lot Mm -hmm. and because people only focus on the worst, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't relate to the worst because mm-hmm. they think it can't happen to them To them, yeah. like oh i'm even if i catch covid i'll be at home mm-hmm. or even i'm not going to go to an icu that kind mm-hmm. of situation yeah. but there's people that are coming in that are regular people like average joes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that get covid and they can't cope with one of the symptoms where let's say their shortness of breath is getting too worse where mm-hmm. they end up coming to emergency mm-hmm. those things do happen and i think that part really doesn't get discussed about Mm -hmm. a lot and even just the strain on how much and how many people end up coming to the hospital Mm -hmm. because of them feeling like they have some type of covid symptom or here for covid related symptoms it's overwhelming the the hospital gets overpopulated with these kinds of things so much it's hard on us because the ratio of like patients to staff is Mm -hmm not yeah okay and really we're easy. overworked mm-hmm. and then we're understaffed overworked so well, and understaffed it's it's a lot it's a deadly mm-hmm. combo it is it is and then because of because of that people even sometimes we'll have people come in because they're worried that they have covid, COVID
2: yeah
3: a lot of people come in because they're not following covert precautions yeah. and this is what's happened exactly. to them wait sis mm-hmm. as a nurse um,
0: well, I kind of know, but for the people them. Yeah. <laughs> As a nurse, like, how do you feel about people like not socially distancing, and like not wearing a mask, and like going to like, big parties and like stuff like that?
3: Oh, that stuff upsets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's just like these are the little things that will help make it this, this whole situation better. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what your views are on whatever you may think about COVID. I really don't mm-hmm. care. Think what you want to think, but at the end of the day, don't complain about how bad it is if you're not helping, like, with the solution. Yeah. Yeah. That's just straightforward. That's true. Like, you guys are complaining that we're in the fifth, fourth, sixth lockdown, but y'all are still out on the streets going to parties up up and down. Like, no, it makes no sense. How Mm -hmm. can you complain about one when you're the problem of why it's like this? Mm -hmm. Just just do what you're told honestly yeah. and then you people want to be like oh well i shouldn't have to be told at this point you want like what do you want <laughs> like what do you seriously what do you want what do you want no, you're complaining literally. that you have to wear a mask to go to a grocery store well how are you going to get your food yeah what are you going to do <laughs> exactly literally you're upset that people like yeah you know, all these things are locked down well why are they locked down because the covid cases are high why are yeah. the covid cases high because people aren't taking it seriously yeah. are you taking it seriously no you're not so then you're part Mm -hmm. of the problem yeah Mm -hmm. it's just i find like everyone is so focused on Mm -hmm. well i shouldn't have to do this like my my rights my rights my voice (laughs) my this like none of that shit matters because at the end of the day if you want some type of normalcy back in your life Mm -hmm. just follow the precautions literally And we're acting like this stuff's never happened before. Mm When H1N1 was around, it was ten like it was the same level. Or even even when sorry, SARS was worse in the hospital. SARS, you had to wear like N95 masks, like Mm -hmm. it was going off. Mm -hmm. Like what you had to do and what you had to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know we were younger then, but it doesn't feel like there's much backlash as what's going on yeah. here. Well, you have
0: to understand that now there's, like, social media and stuff like that. Yeah. And we have access to so many people's opinions and people conspiracy it's, stuff. It's
3: a lot. It's too much. It's too it's much. Too it's too much. too much. And I don't care what you believe. Believe the conspiracies. Don't believe the conspiracies. Fuck the government. Be with the government. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. At the end of the day, what's happening right now, like people are getting sick, mm-hmm. people are dying from it. Mm-hmm. Our government's pretty much down bad. Like have, we're pretty on much, like literally. a lockdown every other day. Yeah. So is it really that bad for you to wear a mask and socially distance and not go to stripper parties every weekend? Like, I guess <laughs> <laughs> no. like, that a lot to ask for. Is that really a lot to ask for? <laughs> you know what? And you know why I
2: asked you that education question by the government? Because honestly, like for me, if I'm just being real, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um. When this whole COVID nineteen pandemic thing first started, I was I was outside. Yeah. I was outside, and honestly, I think I was outside because I didn't realize the impact it had on the government. I mean, not on the government, on the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. Because I was listening to what the government said. The government said, "Oh, this this impacts." The elderly this impacts people with pre-existing conditions yeah I don't have any of that I don't belong to any of those groups mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I'm like okay then it's not impacting me yeah but then once I started my placement at the hospital yeah I was talking with my supervisor and she's like people don't realize that yes if you may not fall you may not be a part of those two groups but you when you affect. come to the hospital yeah. and you need service, there's not going to be any beds for you because no. it, they're all taken up by COVID-19 patients. Yeah. And she's like that's how it impacts our society and that's yeah. how it's impacting or even just the- like even
3: though it's not you that gets impacted, mm-hmm. the what you do affects like your grandma, exactly, your yeah. great aunt, these people that you may go around, mm-hmm. they don't know what you did mm-hmm. and by going out doing whatever you're putting them at risk because you're going to see them mm-hmm. with no mask on or being out somewhere where you are gallivanting the streets and that mm-hmm. part a lot of the times people don't they only see what may affect them mm-hmm. yeah and not how they can affect others. other people yeah
0: well, i i was talking the other day how we went to um the food truck festival, mm-hmm. and these little kids didn't have a mask, mm-hmm. and she oh, went and told. <laughs> she no. went and told the owner that like the kids weren't wearing the mask.
3: No, like, but I can't. You see everyone around you wearing a mask. Yeah. You're supposed to be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why are you do like you're? You put the mask on to pull it down. What's the point for you to do <laughs> that? Hurts
0: me. Why is your like, nose out? Like, yeah. just take off the mask just then. T-
3: like seriously. And even everybody, where they claim they have this, they have that. Honestly, you know how many times I had people come into the hospital, like, oh, I can't wear the mask. I have asthma. I'm like, you know, you're in <laughs> the hospital, right, a where hospital. like people have COVID here. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you even? Number one, why are you coming into the hospital if you have asthma? Like, <laughs> have asthma? <laughs> unless it's the reason, like, why why you're here. Like, yeah. you're you're, you're, you're yeah, already putting stable. yourself at risk. And number two, I've had people that have COBT, COPD mm-hmm. and have noxy- oxygen with the nasal prongs in their nose yeah. and can wear a mask. Yeah. So you can wear a mask, you just yeah. don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. You say you can't breathe, but you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can breathe, you just want to be difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, unless there's some real reasoning. Like, we've had people cause problems about the mask all the time. And mm-hmm. I think the only reason why I had someone not wear one is because they were severely developmentally delayed and it was a choking hazard. Mm. And, but you know what we did? They wore a face shield. Oh, yeah. There's alternatives. So, yeah. <laughs> I think people just want to be difficult. Yeah. To be difficult. And because mm-hmm. they feel like, quote unquote, their rights are being taken away from them. Like, No. Keep, keep it pushing. Yeah. Like when people CNC stand too theories. close to me, like, back, back <laughs> up. Like, yeah. this is six feet. You don't need <laughs> to be right up on me. Yeah. For what reason? Mm-hmm. No, thank you.
2: As we're starting to hopefully come out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about people, one, not wanting to get vaccines, and two, um, minority groups and vaccine
3: hesitancy? Uh, I think it's your choice whether or not to get the vaccine. It's completely your choice. I don't care what choice you make. Just the... I don't want to say the repercussions because there should be no negative effect of what you're doing. But Mm -hmm. the outcomes of why if you don't get the vaccine or if you do get the vaccine, be okay with it. Educate yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Educate yourself and then be okay with it. Like if you don't get a vaccine... If you don't do the vaccine Mm -hmm. and then like the the government's fucked let's be honest they'll make whatever rules they want to make yeah and if they're like oh if you you can't go to the movies if you don't have a vaccine Mm -hmm. like don't you can't be like oh like i I still want to go to the movies like they yeah yeah it's just like you made your choice which is a choice that you are fully Mm -hmm. entitled to yeah and what outcome of it that sucks mm-hmm. but it was kind it was expected yeah you, knew you made these, that choice yeah. you knew these things were going to happen if mm-hmm. you did or didn't do it
1: mm-hmm.
3: minorities with the vaccine i like it's hard specifically because black people still yeah just... specifically black or even people, indigenous
2: people too yeah it's
3: hard because a lot of the information we're given about vaccines come from the government, and mm-hmm. the mistrust with the government mm-hmm. in itself will put people off. Yeah, yeah. Because like you can't client, trust if you can't trust what they're saying about the vaccine. If you can't mm-hmm. trust the government and what they're trust, tra- how yeah. can you trust what they're saying mm-hmm. about a vaccine? So I Especially can understand the Ontario government. Yeah, well, and I don't then know what the even fuck trust <laughs> even there with like black and indigenous. The health, the access to healthcare, yeah. is already decreased. So, mm-hmm. God forbid anything were to happen negatively wise. Even if they, even if we're just talking about COVID mm-hmm. or adverse effects of the vaccine, mm-hmm. they are going to be impacted the most. Yeah. Or even just, even just the access to be able to receive healthcare. Mm-hmm. It's harder for them. Yeah. So why are they going to risk getting a vaccine where there might be and there's so much
0: distrust like my client um like my workplace they give the clients opportunity to get vaccinated and my client got the first vaccine and then she's like on six buzz and stuff like looking at the conspiracy stuff yeah and so she was hesitant to get her second one and then my supervisor my manager was like oh why don't you print off some things from the ontario government website for her to read so she can feel more safe and i was like what don't you get like black people don't trust the government they i'm not gonna go to the government site and print mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. off of her and convince her like it doesn't yeah. work like that like, if yeah. i don't
3: trust the government why am i gonna trust what you're selling to me yeah, like, yeah. this is what they we could it's viewed as yeah mm-hmm. so if you you just are become so untrustworthy i'm not gonna listen to anything that you're saying mm-hmm. even though it's it could be true and it could be right for me i don't trust you yeah
0: i have a co-worker and they are indigenous and they're actually going to be um going out is it like none of it out there yeah um (laughs) soon and they were saying and i was asking them like how is like the covid thing out there and they're like oh like they don't play around because like if you get covid like it's over for you like the hospital's far yeah like you know what i mean so like they're being very serious about the COVID Mm -hmm, that's good yeah but it's sad though that they have to be like that yeah and we're complaining that we can't go to party like you know
3: exactly when mm-hmm. people don't even have access to a hospital mm-hmm. to healthcare. Mm-hmm. yeah out there like you're waiting hours yeah yeah to, to get to one mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy to get yeah. to a
2: hospital damn yeah
3: when we have one five minutes away from our house mm-hmm. and then complain about the wait time mm-hmm. it's a lot but the distrust it, it's a it's a big thing mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna trust what you're selling, even what you're selling is good for me. So what do you think about like all these conspiracies? Oh, like, dear God. like 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 <laughs> my
0: fa- I have two favorites my favorite <laughs> favorite my favorite is okay, no. I'll say my favorite COVID conspiracy. My favorite COVID conspiracy was, like, the 5G thing. No! That was hilarious. Oh my That's gosh.
3: hilarious. What's um, up what's aunties blew that up, No.
0: <laughs> 5G. My mom is a WhatsApp auntie, okay? But, like, <laughs> what? No. The beginning of COVID, I was fighting for my life. Like, every time, like, there would be, like, a new, like, chain. Like, the, you know there was a point where my mom was, like, like, there's this WhatsApp thing going around that if you cut onions and you leave oh it gosh, at the corner of, me this of <laughs> every... Every corner in your house, like, <laughs> 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 I come home and it smells like onions. I'm like, bro, no, no. do you know how my mom fucking dead, bro? I came to my parents' room and I took a shower. I'm just like lotioning myself, and I'm like, bro, it smells like garlic. Like, no, they better not put something. I'm like, like I, it smells like garlic. Like, what's going on, yeah. bro? Why is did my mom put garlic infused olive oil into the lotion <gasps> oh my god <laughs> i pressed the shot at her i'm like I'm that like, sounds like
3: something you cook
0: with garlic infused yeah olive oil and i was like i was so mad i'm like and this is ridiculous i was like now my feet smell like garlic I was, just, <laughs> I was so cheap what? I'm no like, this is ridiculous and then she's doing this thing where like <laughs> where like you um you boil like turmeric and like like, lemons, and, oh, like, yeah, ginger, yeah, yeah. and, like, pineapple, yeah. and then, like, you make it hot, 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 and you steam it, and then you put, like, a blanket over your head, and then, like, you sweat it out, and I'm like, bro, like, Jeez. I mean, none of us got COVID, so, I mean, maybe she, uh, maybe, maybe she has the key to it, but, like.
3: Yeah, I know that was all. My mom would make us take, um, lemon <laughs> ginger shots. Oh, my gosh, my grandpa made, made us do that, too. She would juice the whole ginger, skin and everything, mm-hmm. lemon skin and everything and we would have to take the shot they just want to protect us They Women. do. They do, they do. They're, they're all doing what they think but well, the 5g mean, yeah. thing like yeah no oh, my I mom would my be favorite on about that about stuff. The vaccine
0: my favorite about the vaccine is um that if like if i have the vaccine Like, and you come and I come around somebody who doesn't like my vaccine's gonna go on (laughs) them. What? I've never heard (laughs) that. People people that are not Uh, vaccinated are saying, if you're vaccinated, don't come around me. You have the obligation (laughs) to to let me know that you're vaccinated. Remember? Yes.
3: (laughs) First of all, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The vaccine is not contagious. Okay. (laughs) COVID is contagious. How does that even make any sense? Because people think that if you get the vaccine, you, like, you're getting COVID. <laughs> this is, this is so... <laughs> <laughs> stressed. No, like, I don't understand. This is where people just need to educate themselves, yeah. but then they don't want to educate themselves. And then they just make themselves look stupid, because what are you actually saying? Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. Believe, believe what you want to believe, man. Honestly, if you, if you think that you can catch COVID from me, or the vaccine, whatever, that the vaccine can get passed on to me, and you don't have a vaccine, honestly, maybe you shouldn't even be around me. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
2: Or when people were saying when you get the vaccine, they put a little chip in you so they oh can The, the government is tracking you, oh yeah. the tracking you anyways. The, bro. the government <laughs> is
3: actually on your ass because your iPhone that's in your hand right now, <laughs> Siri's listening. Right, Siri's listening. Right? Your Siri. Alexa, Amazon Alexa, it's li- right? Alexa is the real. Op-age. She's the Alexa real.
0: Alexa is the real object. She is listening. I unplug Alexa when I'm not listening to music. I remember one time I forgot to unplug her and I'm like, fuck. Like, what did you yeah. hear? Like,
3: <laughs> oh my god, don't if you're listening That's to the podcast good. and you have an alexa sorry if we call that yeah. Yeah. a name
0: if you have me. an alexa and you're listening to the podcast please unplug alexa we don't want problems we'll be saying some things she probably already <laughs> asked you a couple of
3: times what do you need from the amount
0: of times we said her name <laughs> oh no um what was i gonna say oh and then people saying uh you can be infertile
3: like why are you listening for mm, yeah. that one that one actually me. scares me that one like, scares like, oh I don't know <laughs> I don't, don't know where I, know, but yeah, I don't but know where scary. that came from what type of proof is connected to that I've mm-hmm. not seen that or heard I think or... people well, honestly
0: if I was pregnant I wouldn't get the vaccine if I was pregnant I wouldn't be putting nothing in my body like mm-hmm. I feel like you're very vulnerable like and everybody's diff- everybody's body is different when they yeah. are pregnant like mm-hmm. your body's going through your body is fighting for its fucking life literally yeah so like I wouldn't get a
3: vaccine but like as far as like it being infertile, like yeah. I, I don't know. I will say there are nurses that at my work that were pregnant that did get that vaccine and it was approved by their doctor to be able to get it. I think it was like at a certain stage. Mm-hmm. But I totally get what you're saying. Like to be honest, I don't if I was pregnant would I take it? I I have you no would have idea. To think about it. I'd have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thinking about it means I have some hesitation. So mm-hmm. and that's not wrong to yeah. have hesitations about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. like it's okay for you to not know 100% like if you don't want to get the vaccine yeah. or it's a personal if you do, choice I don't it, think yeah, anybody it is should choice. be convincing anybody no anyway like I think it's your own like, yeah even like
0: my dad like he <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie and I, this is how you know black people don't trust the government because when the vaccine first out, I was like first came out I was like fuck no like I'm not saying yeah, <laughs> like hell no and same. then like I remember like my my dad he like their workplace was giving it he came over home one day and he told me my mom that he purposely didn't tell us because he knew mm-hmm. and he's like he got the vaccine and me and my mom stopped what we were doing and we we're looking at him like are you nuts like <laughs> yeah. we were so disgusted like we cussed the shit out of him yeah, yeah and then um i like like a few months later i came around i was like okay fine maybe i'll do mm-hmm. it and then my my dad and i remember i had an opportunity at work to get it too but i was like i wasn't ready yeah and then my dad was, like, my dad got mad at my mom because he's, like, my mom brainwashed me not to get it. <laughs> and then when I decided to get it, my dad was, like, oh, like, you need to convince your mom. I'm, like, I'm not convincing her. Like, no. it's a personal decision. Yeah. Like, exactly. If she wants to get it, like, let her get it. But All my I mom got do. it because she said... Like, we're in this together. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like all, if you
3: guys don't have to you, you see yeah. me literally. <laughs> <All> <laughs> for I life can do... No, seriously, you're for life, for. <laughs> 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 like, we're all getting the vaccine, and then if something happens, RIP. That's how, who
0: was I talking to? And <laughs> no, my client was like, oh, um, honestly, like, if something happens to me, it's going to happen to bare people. So I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're all <laughs> in this together. Right? Right. Have you guys <laughs> seen, like, the videos on social media where it's like, um... what's that song where they use the sky is falling or you know and it's someone they're just sitting there and they're vibing out to the music do you know what i'm talking about is that tiktok yeah it's it's i think i'm pretty sure it's yeah it's a tiktok Uh and then it's just like a guy (laughs) sitting with Like a gun, and then there's like a zombie apocalypse in the background. It's like when you didn't get your COVID vaccine and you're the last one (laughs) (laughs) alive or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the song, but it's pretty much like they're vibing out, Mm -hmm. waiting to (laughs) pretty much be consumed. Don't kill me.
0: Mm
1: -mm. Anyways,
3: but regardless, if you want to take the vaccine or not, it's your choice. All I can do. They should mind their business, really. I feel. Yeah, like don't come at me because I did it. I'm not gonna come at you because you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. and all I can do is provide you with the facts Mm -hmm. that are given and then you make your choice yo do you guys know the statistics of like can you still have,
0: like, do, are people still getting COVID with the vaccine? Like, do we yeah. know those stats? Like, um,
3: so even just the, like, Pfizer, it, there's a 95%. That you can get it? No, 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 where that you don't get it. Oh, it's okay. A fi- it's a 5% chance. Are you a, <laughs> <5% chance? laughs> are you a Pfizer princess or
2: I'm a Pfizer
0: I'm a princess. princess. I'm a Pfizer princess. I was not taking anything but Pfizer. I was not
2: taking AstraZeneca. I was like, hell no. No, there's,
0: do you know, you no know what? No way. <laughs> you know how AstraZeneca like giving people problems? Yeah. You know they yeah, donated, like, you know they donated AstraZeneca to like african countries no that's, that's so, so that's rude so that's, that's, that's so up. rude isn't that fucked up no, that's, that's actually rude. Fucked.
3: after they found out what? yes oh after no they, that's messed up and
0: you know what they're saying they're saying people that got their first dose of astrazeneca can switch to moderna yeah. now no that's why are we
3: yeah i heard that too they know i feel bad for those people that have like yeah the first dose of Astra- astrazeneca because mm-hmm. what are they doing one thing for sure two things for
0: certain I was not taking anything but Pfizer yeah (laughs) Yeah. Was not because mm -hmm. but yeah um okay so what switching gears (laughs) what is your what was it what was is nursing everything that you thought it would be I think you kind of already said your favorite part about nursing Maybe you can reiterate that and then is it everything that you wanted it to be
3: yeah, like, the favorite part, oh, <coughs> sorry. It's okay. I don't have COVID, do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pfizer okay. princess, I'm a Pfizer princess. I- <laughs> um, Yeah, I just think it's the satisfaction of, like, I'm actually doing something positive and good for a person,
1: mm-hmm.
3: no matter what the extent of the care is. Like I said, I could be doing something so small. Mm-hmm to where it's like that therapeutic part or I could be doing something so big where I'm helping people with a wound where they were bedridden and now they're able to walk, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes nursing for me worth it and all the shit that I go through at the end of the day, if I can, like someone is says like, thank you so much for mm-hmm. what you've done for me, I don't think you understand, that at the end of the day is worth it. Yeah a million times over the abuse that we get. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And is is it what it's out to be? Honestly, yeah, like what I experienced going through school set me up for the reality of what nursing is really going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like I think because of the things that happened to me at placement, I knew like well, the negative things, I knew like this is going to definitely happen to me out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I just, now I'm more aware of it. Like, the people that haven't had that experience, I think you guys are lucky. I knew I was always gonna be maybe judged because of the way I look. Even mm-hmm. even my age. I have had people... That's a big thing. People tell me, are you old enough to be a nurse? Like, yes, bitch, I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> old. Like, I, I'm... I'm what, I, I wouldn't What be here giving you care if I yeah. wasn't. Like, aren't you a student? No, I'm not. Like I, I could be my age and I have I I've trained people at my old job that were older than, older me. than me ten times over because this is normally sometimes like a second career option for them. Mm. So why is it because I look young? You are mm-hmm. like misconstruing the type of care that I could give you. Mm-hmm. Which is, by all means, like if you feel that way, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So facts. Yeah, I, I always knew that there was going to be obstacles. Mm-hmm. It's just having the tough skin to get through them and just being determined and hardworking enough to know like that stuff doesn't define you or define your career mm-hmm. and how you interact with patients, then you're good. I love being a nurse. Aww. <laughs> Tisha is the best nurse
0: I know. Oh my god. And my most favorite is nurse. But anyways, any last thoughts? um no no okay (laughs) well
3: thanks for coming sis yeah thank you all i can say is just be nice to your nurses please yeah a lot of the times we're under a lot of stress Mm -hmm. and like me if you're waiting long hours in the hospital it's not that your nurse's fault Mm -hmm. like the hospitals are busy we're packed we're understaffed Mm Again, even if sometimes some of them can be short, I don't know why they might be short with you, if they're overwhelmed, regardless of what circumstances are, a lot of the times we're out here fighting for our lives and then also <laughs> fighting for your life because mm-hmm. we're caring for you, Literally. so a little bit of compassion goes a long way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you'll get majority of the care that <laughs> No, just joking. But you—you'll joy- you'll get the care that you need. You yeah. need, might not what you want, but definitely what you need. Yeah. I feel like nurses are like the backbone
2: of the hospital. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah, like for sure.
2: Yeah. It's not the doctors. Yeah, definitely not the doctors. It's definitely not the doctors. for five minutes and
0: say, (laughs) yep, and they cut. And then, you know, what they do afterwards,
3: tell me what to do for you. Mm -hmm. So, when you want to be like, I want a doctor, I want a doctor, the doctor don't want you. Yeah. (laughs) Just know the nurses are on your side, and half the time they're advocating for half the things that you need and want to a doctor. Mm -hmm. And what the doctor tells you, they tell us to give for you. So, we're just that most important middleman mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you guys are the most important people
2: in the hospital you i guys think, are, in my personal opinion i think it yeah i think so too
0: anyways this has been your girl at him my team
2: and Dej. and <laughs> <laughs> and this is dark and lovely pod jeez 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 you're supposed to say bye guys oh bye guys <laughs> <laughs>